is Amelia, and many of you know me as the River Kids Director here at the River. One of my jobs on Sundays is to tell stories to the children. So when Charles asked me to do a sermon in the series of Invisible Belief, I decided to share my own personal story and my own invisible belief. One of the hardest times in my life was the weeks leading to my dad passing, four years ago. Me, my children, my mom, and my three siblings spent about a month living in one space just to be by my dad's bedside as he was dying of cancer. Not doing much, which was very hard, because when your loved one is suffering, not being able to do anything for them is very, very hard. My dad was under a lot of medication, so he was barely conscious most of the times. But when he was conscious, he was often grumpy. He was dealing with a lot of his own personal discourse. So it was not easy to make meaningful conversations. You see, my dad was the oldest son of 11 children. He grew up in a poor Chinese family in Indonesia and had been working ever since he was young to help support the family. Later in life, he started his own company and was able to support many of our family members. My dad was the big brother, the one who always got your back. He could not stay still. He could not find himself not doing or fixing things for people. So to be in this helpless state was killing him, maybe more than the cancer itself. And just like my dad, at that moment, I too was struggling. I felt that I was failing him. I failed to bring comfort and peace to his last days on earth. You see, after his cancer diagnosis, my dad became very concerned about who would be taking care of his business and the family. I too am the oldest child in my family. I have about two dozen aunts and uncles from both sides and over 40 something first cousins, many of whom are younger than me. So there is this pattern, this unspoken duty of a first child in a large family. The invisible false belief that my job on this earth was to take care of responsibilities, to fix things, and have solutions. Now, I'm not suggesting that doing things and being productive is bad. In fact, we have parables and stories in the Bible about being faithful and fruitful. I am talking about a sense of completion that you must achieve to feel worthy, meaningful, 
or to deserve a rest. Well, for many years, this belief in the power of doing has certainly served me in my schooling and my work. It also makes me anxious about all the not yets in life and often impatient at people. After my dad passed away, I spent some time in Indonesia to help with the family, making sure that my mom and my young brother was set up properly. We got a lot of work done, but my relationship with my mom was not at its best. I was so concerned about being responsible, making the most of my time, solving problems that I was oblivious to the grief that we all were still going through, but especially my mom. We had a lot of arguments, even spent days not talking to each other. My mission was to make life easier for her. But instead, I made life more difficult for both of us. The Bible has a story that is relevant to this experience of mine. In uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42, there's a story about two sisters, Mary and Martha. As Jesus visited the sisters, Martha was distracted by all the preparation that had to be made. She was annoyed by her sister, Mary, who in her eyes was doing nothing. So she came to Jesus and basically yelled at him, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Then Jesus answered, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Martha was so focused on welcoming Jesus and she ended up yelling at him. Her problem was trying to control everything and everyone. And that's what happens when you focus too much on being responsible. So, how do you help a Martha, someone who's obsessed with doing things? Well, one of my favorite verses that I often use to remind myself is Psalm chapter 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. Acknowledging, acknowledging that God is in control, not you. To know that God is God, not you. 
and that I cannot control everything. So recently, I've been working so hard not to work so hard on things. What I mean is that I'm trying to shift some focus from doing, fixing, improving, to receiving, listening, and perceiving. I'm trying a few new practices daily. One is to spend about 15 minutes every morning before my mind starts making a checklist to just look out of the window and focus on listening to the birds. No particular purpose except to listen. Another one is to take long walks with no destination. And one of my favorites is this one, to eat ice cream at the end of the day with my kids and really savor each bite, actually wishing that it would never end or be completed. Slowly over time, these practices help me. I notice and appreciate more things. I noticed that I can almost tell what the weather is going to be like that day by the sounds of the birds. I realized that smiling actually does make you happier and more approachable. I finally had a great chat with a new neighbor of mine who just moved from Yemen. And the ice cream ritual that I have with my kids actually provide just the perfect amount of time for all of us to snuggle up on the couch together at the end of the day. As a church, we have been talking about surrendering our invisible beliefs in exchange for God's unconditional love or agape love. So what does it mean to live in the unconditional love of God for me. It means that having the permission to not have solution, to be okay with all the not yets in life, having the allowance to just be with people and with life in the present. Fast forward a year later, my younger sister was getting married. After the pastor introduced the married couple to the guests, there was a little bit of a silence. Someone forgot to turn off their phone. The phone rang and the ringtone was this peculiar Chinese love song from the 70s. The exact, the very song that we played over and over for my dad as he was passing away. Me, my mom, 
My siblings look at each other in awe. Trying to hold our tears because we realize at that moment those days when we felt helpless and couldn't do anything for my dad besides just being present now became that powerful moment that connected all of us even Brion Grave so for the River Kids I usually end our story with some wondering questions so I would like to do that today for you we can continue to discuss this together in the breakout room after so here are the questions I wonder if you're okay with the present with all the not yet in your life I wonder what it looks like for you to accept even appreciate them I wonder what it means for you to know that he or she is God.